0: Welcome to season two of the Connect FCS Ed podcast. Each episode is geared towards recruiting, supporting, and retaining past, current, and future professional family and consumer sciences educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to boldly celebrate families and careers with you. Hi, and welcome back to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast. I am your host, Barb Scully. Today with me, I have a teacher from California, Miss Nikki Padaleski, who has taught FCS and advised FCCLA for nine years. She actively gives back to FCS and FCCLA by volunteering at both state and national levels. Nikki is the current vice president of Family Consumer Sciences Teacher Association of California. She has advisor, mentor, and a graduate of FCCLA Advisory Academy. She loves learning and attending professional development. She is currently working towards her master's in organizational leadership. So she's coming to us with a whole arsenal of information, which I'm excited. And I love the fact that you love attending professional developments. So Nikki, welcome. Thank you for joining. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: We want to talk about strategies for retaining our FCS teachers because we love our teachers, don't we?
1: Yes, we do. And we need them. We need them so desperately bad. Research says that teachers leave the profession within the first three years if they're going to do so. So that first three years is crucial. I think one of the number one strategies for keeping those new teachers is for them to find a mentor. And I think we need to step up as other FCS teachers and be that mentor for them. Whether we know them or not, whether they're in our district, even our state, I think it's just really vital that we have that FCS teacher connection. That's, That's instrumental for their success, I believe.
0: I agree with you wholeheartedly because going into the classroom five years ago which just it's a blink of an eye or a drop in the bucket hard to believe it's a- been five years, but yet at the same time, five years, I had a mentor, but she wasn't a CTE or FCS mentor by any means. She was just a district issued mentor. And since that interaction and me being me and as audience and you have kind of witnessed this natural progression of the podcast, I'm kind of a, a rule or a rebel in, when it comes to traditional learning, versus, well, if I'm not going to get it, get what I want, I'm going to go out and find what I need. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. yeah, so that's kind of what has transpired over the last 18 months. And I'm excited to actually share my district that. I came from the Kent School District here in Western Washington. They have hired my friend Samantha, who she was a instrumental individual who was an FCS teacher, but she is now the district's FCS slash CTE mentor. Yay, which, that's amazing. Which we needed when I was there. So definitely,
1: I remember when I first entered teaching. I was a little bit older. I was twenty five and brand spankin new to to Nebraska, come from North Dakota as a new graduate with an FCS degree, had zero idea how to even go about a classroom because my student teaching experience was so different than I think what a real classroom is, just like most of our experiences. When I got there, they assigned me a business teacher, which was great. She at least had the CTE component, but I had questions about FCS and FCCLA and methodology. And I needed different support, but I was still thankful at the same time that she was CTE and she at least understood the language for Perkins and she could answer those questions. But finding somebody, and I was really lucky to fall into such a strong network of FCS teachers and FCCLA advisors who were willing to help. And they really helped me become, I think, the mentor that I am. I used to have this mindset. I don't want to share my stuff. I worked really hard to do that. And now I'm just like, let me help whoever I can help, because that's going to be the difference, whether they stay or go. And I think just that mindset, um, I want to help. I want us to all be amazing. I want us to succeed and just be this powerhouse. So those experiences in my early teaching have really kind of led up to I like to call myself a change maker. I don't know if that's the right word. You are. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that that change maker mentality, let's be good for all of us, not just one. of. Them. I
0: wholeheartedly agree with you because and, and that was kind of the draw for me for leaving my district, my community, my home, where I was, I wasn't born, but I was raised and leaving everything that I know and moving across the state to a community that I have no ties to or allegiance to which I know you can kind of resonate with that because you've moved so but now I have I work with a team of FCS teachers if I had chosen to stay which I had the opportunity if I had chosen to stay I wonder where I would be would I have just accepted the status quo This is how it is. And just kind of figure swim upstream Mm -hmm. or would, uh, or the path that I have taken, how would that have looked? It's, it's just, it's really interesting to be able to look back at certain pivotal points in your life and say, wow, what if I hadn't made that decision?
1: Yeah. And that it's wild to think about things like that, because I, you know, moving from Nebraska to California, not only is it a slight culture shock, Midwest to the West Coast, but also just in terms of state associations for FCCLA methodologies, you know, practices, policies, you know, where this blanket organization specifically for FCCLA and really FCS in general as well. Like we all have the basic foundational knowledge and we know bits and pieces. But when you go from state to state or even district to district, it's, different and it forces you to not only grow, but also puts you in a position where you really have to be in that mindset to continue to move forward and not be stuck with, oh, well, this place did it this way, or this is how I am familiar with, which those are all valid points, but we have to keep moving forward. And one of my really good Northern California teacher friends, she says that it's important to have that movement and to keep going where we're supposed to go if we get stuck, we just stay. And that's not, we can't do that with FCS. Not at all. Not right now when we're trying to move mountains and, you know, be be the best we can be.
0: Absolutely. And I just, I think about the different strategies that we have, that is the, the different strategies to retain and improve our teaching community because we need each other.
1: Yeah we do definitely definitely and i will say one of the biggest things that have come with my move is i have to be the big person and ask for help i never used to be that girl i always thought oh i can just do it myself i'll figure it out and we can't we can't be like that we have to break out of that mindset because we do need each other and we are really each other's best assets like it's just, it's just got to be how it's got to be like we have to put the the rivalries the school rivalries the district rivalries aside and just be one and be be amazing. Be together. It's just yes. I think it's just as simple as that.
0: well. Just the other day, I was scrolling through Facebook and I came across a Facebook post with my lovely huge head on the cover for my my podcast and everything and it came from Nicole Marie and she posted it in our family and consumer sciences teachers facebook group you know the large one with like what 18,000 Ooh. members it's it's and it's really incredible that collaboration of amazing people all in one group but she said that it just it truly gave me goosebumps where she goes I honestly thought about leaving several times. I love to teach, but I just felt I did not identify as a facts teacher or a middle school teacher. I have a background in child psychology and special education, so I was leaning toward that end of education. However, today, while getting ready for work at 4 a.m., because it's a Wednesday and doesn't everyone get up at that time, I was listening to the podcast of episode 67 with Rachel Gabrowski on special education in the gen ed classroom. And it blew her. It hit her where the link between special education, educations and students being prepared for the real world. She can still help special ed and gen ed students alike by providing those real life skills. So Rachel, who is that special education teacher, she that's that's her entire teaching background but she then got endorsed for FCS Rachel and Marie don't know one another at all but she impacted her life. And that just, that gives me goosebumps knowing that that episode helped keep her in the classroom, which I don't know about you, but for me, that just sends shivers up and down my spine.
1: Yeah. Crazy. Just the impact that we have or that we can have, that we choose to have. Some of us choose to make that impact. Yeah. It's kind of hard to wrap my head around and even put words to that because not only is that super heartwarming, but I mean, just wow. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Just yeah. Amazing. It's, so
0: let's just, let's talk about some strategies for retaining teachers. So right now the nation is experiencing the biggest wave of retirements ever. As teachers born in the baby boom era of 1946 to 64, they're gradually reaching the age of 65. The rate of those low-income schools is even higher. The number of college students planning to enter the teaching field is at the lowest point since 1970 per the 2016 survey of University of California. How can we make a difference for tomorrow's future leaders?
1: How do we make a difference for tomorrow's future leaders? That is such a really great way to put it uh, because they are future leaders. And you know, when we think teachers, sometimes we don't necessarily think Leaders, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. um, They're not tied together as tightly as I wish they were. But what, what do we do? I think we, as FCS specifically, we have to do a better job of identifying ourselves as what we are. We are not just cooking, we are not just sewing we are no longer home ec. I know the words home ec has a really rich history and we need to keep that, but we also need to move forward. And I think identifying ourselves, you know, each sector, interior designers, how many interior designers know that they fall under the FCS umbrella? I can't tell you how many do. And I, I, I mean, there are some that would say, yeah, I took an, an FCS class in high school. That's where I was introduced to it. Um, but would we go to a university now and say, hey, do you realize that you fall under the FCS umbrella and you could teach this to kids? I don't know if they would be able to tell you that. So, I think identifying ourselves is probably part of the foundation. Kids have got to know kids. When I say kids, I mean people. People have to know what FCS is and where we are. And I find that a lot of people don't. You talk about FCS and they're like, oh, what's And it's kind of a double edged sword because, like I said, the, the home economics piece is there, but yet we have all these college and career ready skills that we teach. Um, so, really identifying our people, our people, is important with, with starting with. Getting more teachers, getting kids excited, getting people excited to be an FCS teacher. Yes.
0: So you're saying create a
1: supportive management
0: environment,
1: possibly? Yeah, I mean, I that that would be a great a great way to do it. I think just having common language to we each district, each state, each entity, site, whatever, they call FCS maybe something a little bit different, and we we're not unified like we should be. And I think that kind of snags us up. Definitely doesn't help the situation. Um, But when you say FCS, family and consumer sciences, you know, do people really even know what it is? And when we come to recruit teachers, you know, elementary teachers, you know, everybody wants to be a teacher, but they think elementary, but they really love, you know, they're really great at this or they really love that can they show those talents and share those skills at the high school level they could but do they know fcs exists i don't know yeah that's kind of yeah it's hard
0: it's tricky so how would you say we could go about providing various leadership opportunities to those
1: leadership opportunities uh, good question Um, providing those leadership opportunities i think it just they have to be we have to work together to create some sort of continuity that way we can make a bigger impact so that could look like, you know, individual states or districts putting together initiatives, lesson plans to push out to their high school people, also visiting with those people at the college level, the university level, getting people who are staffed colleges on board with what we teach, what we do, I think is also instrumental to getting more teachers for our content. Area.
0: Yeah. I know. I love telling new people that I meet like, oh, I'm, I'm a teacher. And they're like, oh, elementary. And I'm like, oh no, I can't do the fluffy stuff. I I can do <laughs> preschool, but elementary is, that's a whole nother wheel. And I And I tell them high school and then all of a sudden their jaws just drop. Oh, I could never do that. And I'm like, why? And they're like, that's so difficult. I go, how is it? How is it any difficult than having a preschooler who I, the way I see it is like high schoolers are just preschoolers with larger vocabularies and bigger bodies. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So I I and and everybody is always taken aback by that like oh mm-hmm. I, I I actually can see that I go they are they they need our help just as much as they did when they were in preschool but they're actually navigating adult conversations and adult interactions they need this is where we can make a huge impact in their life and we could see it So, Mm -hmm. so quickly, because four years is just, just like I said, it's a drop in the bucket.
1: (laughs) Yep, definitely. And I think of like the impact that I have silently on kids. Yeah, I see sometimes the impact I make on, you know, the boisterous, borderline obnoxious ones, you know, that slowly turn into this amazing composed person. But I like to really reflect on the ones who are in my classroom. You know, I silently make an impact on them because they're quiet, they're shy, They're really absorbing what I have. And then all of a sudden they come to me and I'm like, who are you? And where have you been these last few years? Like you're like a new person that I think is the most rewarding piece for me personally, is seeing those kids just kind of blossom or flourish or just explode after they've taken an FCS class. Yeah. I,
0: I, I don't know if you've ever seen, I think it's a bug's life is kind of where it comes from, where uh, he, the worm is like, I'm I going to be, I'm going to turn into a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> That's kind of the, that's kind of what I see. What I'm seeing these kids—they're they're cocooning right now. They're cocooning, exactly. And eventually, you know, one of these days, they're going to come out of their cocoon and they're going to be this beautiful butterfly. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so when I think of leadership opportunities for FCS, I see exactly what you're saying. Where we are cross district cross state lines, collaborating with one another, creating similar documents for lesson plans that uphold to our own individual district standards Mm -hmm. for our state, but being able to grow and to develop with one another and to see one another on that leadership stage where I I love everything that FCS or lead FCS is along with AAFCS, FCCLA, and all all the other organizations that support family consumer sciences, all of them. I think they need to also come down to meet us at that level so that we can promote within because there's a lot of us who, the silent ones, who are making a huge difference, but you would never know. So somehow we need to start celebrating those silent leaders just like you were saying.
1: Yes. And I will say FCCLA has done amazing things. I mean, when I think about some of my best FCCLA kids, they've done amazing things for my kids. But I also want to talk about the advisor piece that comes with FCCLA. Believe it or not, I was not always this confident with FCCLA, with FCS. Like, and I really attribute that confidence and that success through building that network and stepping up to meet the challenges and be a leader through FCCLA. And I've done it more my adult teaching career than I did when I was in high school. I mean, of course, I took advantage of it. But now it's like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And when other people see the excitement and the happiness that comes with what I do, I think they're impacted, maybe not on a huge level, some of them, some of them are, but I think that excitement starts to wear off. And then all of a sudden, you've created this. Monster for lack of better words, where it's you know recruiting and retaining and recognizing all in the same gamut, and it's just this wonderful thing that's happening. we just need to keep the momentum going. I uh, guess, absolutely.
0: recognize, advocate all of it yeah. it it needs to happen. um. I love that you say in confidence that you are <laughs> the growth that you've, you've, you're within your own path, because I can, I can recognize that same, that same growth within me for just within the past five years. It's because we found our why. Yes.
1: Yes. Exactly. We, found,
0: we found our purpose and, and we are on a mission because yes. we're those change makers.
1: Yes, exactly. 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 I think the saying is, oh gosh, I want to say it correctly. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Simon mm-hmm. Sinek, is that correct? Yes, it uh, is. Yes. And that I remember when I was in Nebraska, my very last year there, the department chair, a business teacher, he told me that and he said, don't be afraid to fly. And I thought, what? Don't be afraid to fly. What do you, what do you mean? And I really had to think about it, but he was saying, you found your way. Go ahead. You're the butterfly now. Mm-hmm. Go. Fly fly away, fly away. I was cocooning. And then all of a sudden I just spiral out of control is how I like to say it sometimes. And I think other people see that and they build off of that and it becomes this amazing thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's exciting. It's very exciting.
0: It really is. So
1: how did you go
0: about establishing a mentor program?
1: So that's a good question. So mentoring, it's one of those things I just decided within myself, I, I wanted to give back to my network of people and I felt like I had a good place. I was in a good place to do it. So I started, you know, being very present on the Facebook group, specifically for the FCCLA advisor one, because that's really where my passion lies. So from there, I was kind of, for lack of better terms, maybe targeted a little bit for a formal program that was put together by Nebraska FCCLA, where they lumped teachers and advisors together. So I did that for a couple years, Uh, just kind of checked in. I had my select few of People who I would check in with. And then um, California just recently, last year, piloted the program, kind of revamped it over the summer, and then um, really is kind of taking off with really good intentions and some really wonderful goals in place. So, at the formal level, it's just kind of what the state is saying. But on the personal level, it's just reaching out, making connections. It's all about relationships. And I think as an FCS teacher, we know that it's all about the relationships we build with kids, with our communities, with our our teaching peers. So it's building those relationships and really being an advocate for them and standing in their corner and being their champion and their cheerleader. You can do this. You can do this. And let me help you let me help you do it. Or let me show you how I did it. So you have some sort of resource and I'm not just saying, okay, go for it. So it's just one of those, it's relationship building is really
0: yes. It's uh, helping others know that they have a community within, because I know being an FCS teacher, sometimes we're complete singletons in our entire building. And all of a sudden, when we go to leave, we realize my situation you go and you realize you're like oh there were other fcs teachers in my district oh i did Mm -hmm. not know that that's not my exact situation but there are and then there are those who are in completely rural developments yep and they are truly a singleton. Yeah. And they are yeah. having to collaborate with, I don't know, somebody completely outside of their content who has no affiliation with what we have to, what the hoops we have to jump through for okay. our district and our own state in those ne- meeting those needs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think about too, cause I was one of those, singletons in Nebraska. I taught right out of Omaha, but in my district, it was just the one high school. It was just me. And if I hadn't had such a strong advisor network with Nebraska FCCLA, I would have not made it. I'm going to be honest. I would have not made it. And it took me a while to get that network of people. But once I had it, I had it and I still have them. And I'm so grateful for them. And I've been able to bring that to California now, since I've made the move, which is super exciting to see, you know, things change and you know, new ideas and new eyes, they always say, but yeah, it's all about the people who do what you do and just that support. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes just knowing, Hey, I can jump on Facebook and connect with 18,000 other FCS teachers or, you know, the 3000, I think it's close to 3000 advisors on the advisor page, if I'm not mistaken, but whatever the number is just having that, that network is just a really great resource yes
0: so being a mentor how, how did you I guess for Nebraska now California how did this mentorship program uh, come about because I'm here in Washington I'm curious if there's anything like that I know we have our state supervisor for FCS but is there an actual mentorship and if not how can we go and implement something like that because I've I've I firmly believe that every content area should have an expert within that to support mm-hmm. our teachers, not just yes. FCS, but I'm talking about your English, your math. I'm talking about everybody. Everybody should have a champion that they can go to.
1: Yes. So I will say, and I don't know the complete history, but when I stepped into the program in Nebraska, it was established by our state specialist who is specific to FCCLA and FCS. And I don't know if that was a CTE thing. I don't know if it was FCS specific. And California is similar. It's headed by our state advisor and our um, FCS content person. I don't know of anything. It's not formal. It's not national. Um, It's just kind of me being the best helper I can be um, because I'm passionate and I want to give back and I really want us to be sustainable. When I look at things, you know, retirements and the lack of teachers coming through, you know, programs, it's scary to know that we're going to have schools without FCS teachers. Mm-hmm. So when I think about what we can do to change or to get the ball going, oh, that's going to take some thinking and some planning. Um, but I, I firmly believe that we need The best of the best who are willing to give back, step up and say, this is what we have to offer. Please take advantage of it because we want you to be successful. So both formal programs within the state level, nothing that I'm aware of nationally yet. I'll say yet because who knows what what this conversation might stir up and we might have an influx of people who are like, oh, that would be amazing. Um, And now that I'm thinking about it, I've never thought about it on the national level Why don't we have something where teachers can reach out and say, I need help with this or I'm an expert in this. Let me, let me be your person that you can come to. Yeah. Well, in, in some sort of way
0: they do with AAFCS, they have, but you have to be a member to that. Uh, and, and it's, and it's like, it's a community forum, you know, where just, just like the Facebook page, I'm on the same lines as you, where we need actual figureheads. Not just people answering questions. Which don't get me wrong; those those are the answers that we need. Yes. It's just like YouTube. You know, it's just in time learning. That's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But we do need those individuals who are are strong leaders. I'm thinking of Dr. Carol Warhan, who mm-hmm. she is a powerhouse yeah. of information. There's uh, Sheree Mosier in mm-hmm. Nebraska. Yep. She's another one. Those are just a few people. Uh, Dr. Uh, Kyle Robertson, he's down in Texas. Uh, he's And he's been on the podcast. And uh, Dr. Uh, Karen Alexander, those are just some huge names that those are powerhouse people within our FCS community who have the, I guess, the academic side in uh, mm-hmm. the knowledge. Yep. And I'm sure for the most part, I've talked to several of them, not all of them, but who are excellent relationally mm-hmm. and yeah. have those personable skills in order to go out and be able to network on those levels yeah. and to be able to give critical feedback to help improve all of our pedagogies.
1: Yes, yes. And it's funny you, you kind of bring up that, that, um, that part because when I talk about FCCLA with my students and I talk about the connections I have with people you know, across the United States. And I, I brought up this, this example today, like, oh, I'm going to be on a podcast and I'm so excited, but I'm nervous and all of these things. And she's in Washington. and Well, how do you know, you know, like, how do you know all these people? And it's about networking. And then one of my kids said, so you're kind of famous. And I had to kind of step back and think about it. And I smiled under my mask, of course. And I was like, I kind of, I kind of am. Like it's it's one of those things, like people find people who they know are going to be in their corner and they're going to provide those that good feedback, those resources. And if they don't have the resources, they're going to hopefully know somebody who can point them in the right direction.
0: Yes. Oh
1: yeah. That, that network is huge.
0: I I love networking and it's all about investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. If you want to, if you honestly want to get better, what do you do? You invest in yourself. You either, you go and do that just in time learning on watching on YouTube or asking a question on the Facebook page or contacting um, a professor that you've had some positive interaction with and you ask them, you ask them. Yep. If you, if you never ask, you'll never know. And that is, I think that's what hurts all of us in the end, because if you don't know, you don't, you don't know. Yeah. So investing in yourself, I think is important and going to our professional developments that we put on, even though having a podcast, you would think like, oh, you must get so much interaction and engagement from your audience. I get nothing. I get no feedback, which I, when I say that to even students, they're like, no way, miss. No, I don't believe that you, you talk to people all the time. I'm like, I talk to people all the time because I want to know things. Right. So I'm going out there generating that, Mm -hmm. but there's very little interaction when it comes to a podcast and not knowing who's listening and how it might've affected you.
1: Yeah. What an interesting thing to think about too. Just like that, that post you talked about a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. you, know, you would have never known that had she not posted it. And I, I think on the day-to-day, you know, as a teacher, you know, what lives am I influencing and what are they actually taking from my classroom that they're not giving me feedback in the classroom, but they're going home and they're talking about it with their friends or their family. So that's really interesting that you bring that up. Very, yeah, very cool. Yeah, something that we don't think about, I think maybe enough is mm-hmm. that feedback part.
0: So how would you go about, we meet the challenges within FCS education? How, because there, we are up against a lot of challenges right now. We are.
1: Oh, that, I... I hate to say it like this, but I, I feel like that's a, a little bit of a loaded question because there are there's so much when it comes to meeting the challenges. Um, I feel like we have a really strong community. It's just we need some of those community members to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about even my friend network, I have some really close friends who do amazing things, but just maybe for whatever reason, haven't stepped up to be the leader, the champion, you know, they haven't grown their wings to be able to, to fly quite yet. Um, so I think that's kind of where that mentorship comes in a little bit is that encouragement piece. Hey, I think you'd be amazing. I think maybe you just need to start small, but try. Um, so I think meeting the challenges comes with encouragement. We all know somebody who is a a kick butt teacher who knows what they're doing, who has it all together. And maybe they just need to be asked like, Hey, I think you need to, have you thought about this? Or what do you think about this? And maybe they didn't know the opportunity was there to step up. And I think that would be, that would be a really great start to meeting the challenge of really anything. Mm -hmm. I could even say that to my kids. Like, have you thought about joining FCCLA? Well, no, nobody's ever talked to me about it. Let me tell you about it, getting them excited and then kind of just slowly pushing them towards that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I, I agree.
0: It's, it's the power of ask is really what it is. If, if somebody looking back, you know, on those pivotal moments of my teaching career, if I hadn't gone to my CTE black course that I had started and told the the teacher, Kate was her name about living in Kent and looking at wanting to I'm looking at wanting to be a, a CTE teacher. this is the re, this is the way I'm going and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then they contacted my district who then, Reached, got to the CTE director. From there, that's where the story began. Of well, I wanted to be a CTE teacher and figuring out, okay, what what is my pathway? These are the various careers of mm-hmm. I've done. Some of it is not documented because when. You're a wife, and your husband is a a business owner. You 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 end up working for him, uh, exactly. Because what are you? You're supporting and sustaining your family and your livelihood. So there's that, and so it was that power of ask which then catapulted me into an FCS classroom. That then through my Figuring things out all, all on my own and being frustrated and fed up and yep. not not giving up the FCS dream, but then it it actually pushed me to go even further in my own development, personal development. It's that power of ask. Sometimes you have that internal motivation and that drive but i know not everybody is like me when it comes to that drive yeah so yeah. we yeah. as you know leaders within our with our content and within our own communities mm-hmm. and those who are listening to this conversation you need to spotlight those those silent leaders exactly you, you need to go and talk to them and say hey I think you have something incredibly valuable that needs to be shared and spotlighted. How can we partner together?
1: Exactly. So it's taking that invest in yourself with the encouragement, with the why, all kind of tied in this neat little package with a shiny red bow on it. Yeah, that's definitely. So it sounds like between you and
0: me and several others, I'm sure with our heads together, we need to put on a
1: summit. I love that idea. That would be amazing.
0: So this right now, my friends who are listening, you are in a brainstorm think tank. <laughs> Yay. So we need to put together a summit. Hey, yeah. What do you I think? I like that. I mm. like that. And we should call it what? You called it the three R's. Recruit, Retaining. retain, and recognize our future leaders of FCS.
1: Yes, I feel like I should scribble this down. I love that idea of a summit because I feel like that could be a powerhouse gathering of really influential, already maybe established leaders, but I think we could, this is a great way to pull in some of those silent, those silent leaders too, that would just under the right conditions, grow their wings, I think, or Mm -hmm. help with that. What an amazing idea. Can we do it? Yes, we can. I know we can. It's just going to take a little bit of planning, but yeah, let's do it. That would be amazing. All Such right. a wonderful opportunity. All right. so
0: you heard it. This summit is going to happen <laughs> because one, I'm a very driven individual, and some might say an overachiever. Similar, I would say some people say the same about me. <laughs> so if we have two heads like that. you know, it's going to happen. That's right. So we just established in this conversation strategies for retaining teachers. And you are going to see action because they're in all of our communities and all of the organizations that help support our FCS educators. There are so many ways to getting involved but sometimes being there's so many ways that's too much so I think this summit is going to be brainstorming ideas on how we can give back to our communities of our educational communities and supporting the future of our future uh, FCS educators who are coming up or down how, how do you see the pipeline? Is that going up or is it going down?
1: Down. That's a good question. I guess I always say coming down the pipeline. Coming down the
0: pipeline because...
1: But com- is yeah, that right? I don't I know. know. I
0: don't know. <laughs> I'm questioning everything now. I know, right? See, this is what happens when you get into a, a think tank. Oh. So those of you who are listening, if you want to get involved in this summit, please contact me at barbara at fcspodcast.com or Nikki how can people get involved and get uh, connected with you
1: so they can email me at Nikki n i c k i dot F A C S at gmail.com
0: all right we will make this happen because perfect we are driven individuals (laughs) yes we are (laughs) well Nikki thank you so much for sharing one and giving the ideas that we need in order to help generate community within FCS because we are we're not silos we are a community and we have a very resourceful and impactful community we're better together and i know starbucks is now saying my slogan better together i posted <laughs> it on my my feed the other day they had my slogan on their window and I'm like they're they're even catching on better together
1: right better together I love it yeah
0: so Starbucks needs to start sponsoring me because teachers
1: teachers live
0: off of coffee
1: (laughs) that is so right
0: Yes. Well, thank you, Nikki. I'll have all of your contact information in in the show notes as well. So don't, for those listeners, don't be afraid to pivot over to my website and find her information within this episode. So thank you for listening. As always, continue leading the way with student success with FCS. We're better together. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining. Barbara
0: Scully from the Connect FCS Ed Podcast presents a fresh take on recruitment and support for today's modern home economics educators in the Family and Consumer Sciences, FCS, classroom. Sharing insightful stories, strategies, and resources in a fun and sustainable and practical way. Each episode focuses on a different aspect of modern home economics. From community engagement, leadership, classroom management, to lessons and more. Each episode brings a different perspective, offering expert professional development, interviews from a collaborative worldwide FCS community with the hope that it will inspire and empower you to make informed decisions. Together, we are better at leading the way to student success with FCS.